previously on Coruscant Nights. That is uh, about it for the night. I am going to head off. If you need anything from me, you know where to find me. Thank you, Master. I'm fine. I'm just gonna hang out here for a little bit. Yanni says, uh, We will see you bright and early tomorrow. We will need to do some repairs on the south side of the station, and we would like you to go out there and lead some droids. Some droids, okay. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. As you stare, a shape comes into focus, almost like a, almost like a person, and they're just floating out there. At a distance, you, you can't quite make out any features or anything, but there's a person out there. Connie and Master Rona find themselves in the middle of a battle on Coruscant. Has Connie been in a battle before? I can't imagine she's avoided it, but maybe yeah. much, much smaller scale than this. At first, they thought it was just going to stay above the planet, but it has come down to the planet. Rona and Connie were some of the few Jedi at the temple at the time. Most of the Jedi were out. Mm -hmm. This was unexpected. This wasn't supposed to happen. They sent Rona and Connie to Dak Avenue, where a Separatist cruiser has crashed. You get your suit on, and before long, it's time to head out. Into the vacuum of space. No one is ever really gone. The two of you finish your task and start heading back into the observatory. And even though I said it is, it, it's been very quiet, we know that in Star Wars you can totally hear sound in space. <laughs> and as you get closer to the airlock that you know you need to go through, you hear sort of the shift of metal, I'm flipping a dark side point, and almost a sparking sound from just far enough away that you can't actually see it. It's on the underside of the observatory and you're on the top side. Connie whirls around. You hear that too? And she kind of like, she has this like this moment of like, oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, yep, and she runs towards it. Patience, Knight, Connie, We, we need to be cautious. We don't know what this is. There's a time and a place for caution, and I need to know what it is. I need to see it. You run to the edge of the observatory and look over to the bottom, and you see droids. You help that old woman get to the lift, and you are completely surrounded by B1 battle droids. They all have their blasters aimed at you and you see your master off in the distance fighting his own group of droids. He's a lot closer to that separatist ship that's fallen at the moment. And Any clones? Inside? There are clones, but they're fighting their own battles. Um, you see a pair of clone gunships, the, the police sort that have sort of the little TIE fighter panels on the undersides. Um, one of them is sort of flying over the area and uh, just taking shots where it can. Um, another one is still helping people get out of here because there are, is still a decent sized crowd. Dak Avenue was a very populated place. There are a lot of Mon Calamari's, uh, de- even a decent number of core in here and a lot of other people as well. So you should roll initiative again. I should. And I guess this time we'll go with the cool. It's a success and an advantage. Okay. And I'm going to... Let's see. 
There are six B1s surrounding you right now. The technical way it's working is that there are two minion groups of three, and you have the first turn. Are they, like, perfectly surrounding me? I think they are probably a half a circle. You've got your back to this lift that you just put this old woman down, and behind the lift is a restaurant bar called Merlin's. And you see people behind the windows sort of cowering. You see the big fish tanks in the back of the in the back of the space. Yeah, so you've got your back to a restaurant with a lift in front of it. I use my lightsaber and I kind of just strike the ground in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like first I whirled around for the maximum uh, sound and then I just go strike it against the ground, which okay. I'm going to count as an object for that disorient. <laughs> sure. I, I don't think there's any question that you hit the ground. So yeah. don't roll any difficulty. Just roll your lightsaber. Okay. So that's two yellow and a green for the coordination. Unless you want to build that into attacking the droids. Um, that's just a move that you do as part of your attack on them. Yeah, it strikes the ground. And as it strikes the ground, I do a cool flip. Because okay. Ataru and uh, strike at least one of the droids, like going to cut off okay. that head. Okay, so you're going to roll two difficulty with that. Cool. There's just so much movement and so much fainting in the Ataru style. Mm-hmm. And all those cool flips are just so... You have no idea where the Jedi and lightsaber's going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Only the Jedi knows where it's do- what it's doing. Okay. okay, okay, okay. That's two successes and one, two, three, four, five, four advantages. Okay. Four advantages, huh? Uh-huh. Okay. So it's, what, nine damage to the That's BD? That's nine damage. One. Ignoring Soak, which is one, it's like one and seven-eighths uh, <laughs> of three. And then with four, you could crit or you could do something else if you have anything environmental or anything that you want to add or recover strain. Okay. Watching the Clone Wars cartoon, BD ones mm-hmm. are, like, real easy to kill. Yeah, they are. So I'm trying to justify the crit because... Okay. I mean, you don't have to justify it. You did it. Oh, it's dead. A sing- like a single cool. swing will take two of them out. That makes sense. Like two and seven eighths of, mm-hmm. of three. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to describe how that happened exactly? Um, so you had like the, the strike on the ground as she does the cool flip. Mm-hmm. And then she, as she... Like, it hits the ground, and the lightsaber keeps moving as she flips and twirls, and it goes just three of their heads. Okay. Uh, three heads are gone. One of them is still standing and firing. And I'm going to give it a definite setback for that. Um, you actually still have one more advantage if you would like to use it. And we can do it to add another setback to this guy's check if you want. Uh, yes. More okay. setbacks. All right. I'm gonna roll the the group that didn't that is not engaged with you first, just because I get to roll a red die on that check, and hopefully they take out the other one. No. I mean, that would be funny. Okay. So the the group that you didn't um, swing your lightsaber at, they uh, take aim and fire at you, not really caring that you're engaged with other battle droids, and they hit you small, their little blaster rifles uh, opening up in your direction. And you go to reflect some of the bolts, but you you go to reflect and it hits you in the arm and you go to reflect and uh, you just sort of 
miss the next one. And as you are driven back, you fall against that lift that leads down to the lower levels. And your lightsaber hits the ground, blade first. And that sort of explosion of noise hits you rather than the battle droids. And you are disoriented. <laughs> yep. Just like a whole bunch of concussive wars just went poof, right in yep. my face. Um, and then there's that other group, that other battle droid. Uh-oh. <laughs> Who just shoots everywhere. Except at you. His blaster bolts go left and right, and one of them hits one of the windows to uh, Merlin's cafe, and it shatters. And the people inside start screaming. That's not good. It's your turn. I kind of stagger to my feet. Yep, you have jump up. So that is your incidental, is getting up to your Mm -hmm. feet instead of a maneuver. Then I swing my lightsaber at that battle droid. I'm okay. going to give myself a setback, because I can. Yes. Well, because you're disoriented, you do get a setback. Um, and I think I'm actually going to make it a regular lightsaber check and not with coordination, because it says okay. I can do it, not that I have to. Yeah. So it's just with your brawn. Yeah. And then what? An average difficulty? Uh, yep. It's still yes. average. And you do also have two light side points. Can I flip a light side point to get a despair? <laughs> No, you cannot. Yeah, I didn't think I could. <laughs> Can enhance help in? Enhance does work with brawn, um, but it is specifically, I believe, athletics and coordination at the first rank. Yeah, not melee. Yeah. Okay. That's a good enough roll. Would the disorient not help? Like, not make this any worse? No, disorient actually only adds a setback, if I remember correctly. Okay. Well, I still succeed. How well? Uh, Two successes. That's nine. That is, again, going to be one and and seven-eighths of a battle droid. Off goes the head and then the the arm of the other one. (laughs) Yep. So it it looks different when you do it this time. Less less practiced uh, than when you're using the Ataru form, right? Right. It's more of just a wild swing. Yeah. More brute force than speed and precision. Yeah. And uh, a head goes off and an arm goes off. And two of them are still standing. And I think since they're B1s, they kind of look at each other and say something along the lines of, this doesn't seem like a good idea. I think we should probably run. That sounds great. Let's go. And they run off in the direction of a group of clones, leaving you alone and disoriented in front of Merlin's cafe. I'm going to roll another force die. Okay. If it's dark side, she goes after it. If it's light side, she shows restraint. Okay. She shows restraint. Okay. She just sort of like falls to her knees and she's holding her head. Back on the Grand Orbital Observatory. I like to imagine that, like, she gets, like, a real blank look on her face and then, like, mm-hmm. just sort of, like, snaps back to the present. <laughs> and there's things that have been going on that she's just sort of been doing on auto mode. Yeah. Connie sees Iani has run forward with her lightsaber ignited and is fending off a trio of buzz droids that are trying to make their way into the observatory. Oh, we can't have that. Connie? Yeah. 
lights up her lightsaber and she smacks a buzz droid or tries to. Clearly the cleanup crews have missed a few droids. Yep, so Iani, what color do you think her lightsaber is? Blue, which is the slightest little bit of purple. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. She <laughs> runs towards these buzz droids and sweeps the blade in front of her and just slices uh, like three quarters through the way of one of them in it. It uh, scoops up and off and into space and a second one attempts to hit her with its blades and she jumps back and then sort of uses the force to um, grab onto the station so that she can land without flying off into space. And then you come too. What do you want to do? I uh, I want to smack a buzz droid. <laughs> okay. Roll a lightsaber check. With? The usual difficulty. Okay, average difficulty. Let's keep that setback from being disoriented, though. I was disoriented in the past. I'm still disoriented because I keep having flashbacks. Is that another wash? <laughs> Let's see, I count three advantages, uh-huh. three threats, yep. a success and a failure. That's okay. another wash. <laughs> so what happened? Uh, what happened was Connie tried to do some sort of cool coordination thing with the Ataru. Like she tried to maybe like sweep down with it, mm-hmm. but she telegraphed like all of her moves and the droid saw her coming and they just sort of like skidded out of the way. Yeah, because they're like little bugs. Yeah, moving way too slow for this. <laughs> yeah, okay, and then, but one of them's gonna try and get Connie now. Zap, zap, zap. And one of them tries to saw at Connie, but Connie sees it coming and the little droid misses. Iani sees that Connie is kind of struggling with the one that's in front of her and runs over and just slices its saws off and uh, gives it a kick off into the blackness of space and just jabs the saber through the final one and it floats off. Connie, are you alright? Visibly, Connie is very much not alright. <laughs> like, there's like a little bit of moisture on her brow. She's like a little wild-eyed and she's just like, looks down at her saber and deactivates it and she's like, uh, yep, thank you for the help. You don't look like you're doing well. Is, is there something that we should talk about? I feel like this is the therapist, Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> well, you feel like uh, you were assigned close by her for a reason. Because she's the therapist, Jedi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened to Rona? I thought I could have sworn I saw him die, but his name's on the list of the missing. I guess perhaps we should talk about it. What, what you saw and what happened. I think I see a lot of things that aren't actually there, or I remember things that aren't actually there. Let's go inside. And Connie just kind of nods, and she follows Iani back inside. The two of you head inside, and it's awkwardly quiet as you take off the spacesuits. Super awkward. (laughs) Yep. You head in the direction of the atrium, but Ioni pulls you off to the side um, to her personal quarters. Hers look very much like yours. A bed, a desk, a uh, computer. And um, she offers you to 
to have you sit on the bed while she takes the the chair at the the desk. Looking around her room, you spot a little shelf. There is a little plant on it. It's it's kind of, um, it's not the brightest room, and it's sort of glowing with a greenish neon kind of color. That's cool. Um, There is next to it a little earthenware pot as well. And it's quiet for a minute before she starts to talk to you. What, um, what do you remember? I remember when she closes her eyes and she rubs her head and she's like, I remember, I remember Master Rona surrounded by droids and he wasn't acting like himself. And then I hurt myself getting a civilian to safety and my, um, my lightsaber's sound disoriented me and I couldn't see Master Rona anymore. Just all of the battle droids that were where he was. Connie has picked herself up off the ground. The battle droids are running off the ones that she was fighting. She doesn't see her master, but she knows the direction that he went. And looking at that big separatist ship that has fallen, she sees an enormous explosion in the center of it. And she knows that that is where Master Rona was. And you should roll a force die, please. Oh, God. Two light side points. Two light side points. You had a connection to Rona. It was strong in the light side. And you feel that connection go out. I feel it go out. Connie tries to run in that direction. Mm -hmm. But she, she... she can't. She physically can't run. She she stumbles, and she even falls. I think a pair of civilians, a Mon Calamari and a Quarren, run to Connie and, and try to pick her up and take her someplace safe. Connie just, she's like, no, no, I'm okay, I'm okay, but she can't resist them. And they, they take Connie off into an alley where there are no blaster bolts flying around, no explosions, and it's a little bit quieter, even though clone cruisers are flying past and the battle is still happening out there. Are you doing okay? Can you can you walk? Connie tries to walk. <laughs> she, she can't walk. Can you just put an arm around her? And the, the two of them sort of struggle with you. They're the, the Quarren's on, on the smaller side, even though you're on the smaller side, they're maybe even just like 14 years old um, and they, they try and get you to your feet. Connie, um, the one thing she can do is she deactivates her lightsaber so that there's no chance of these two being hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just, she just keeps saying, she just keeps saying, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. No, I, I'm, I'm okay. I need to find my master. What does the rest of that day look like? I imagine that the Quarren and the Mon Calamari get Connie to one of the lower levels. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps to a emergency medical station that's been set up by the clones. Yeah, I think they, they got her to one of the um, clone barracks where there's a medical station set up out front. Yeah. There are a few clones there that are, are um, tending to injured people uh, along with uh, their 
um, medical droid and their protocol droid just doing what they can. And she just sort of kind of gets folded into the bustle of being taken care of as she's clearly seri- like critically injured. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she keeps insisting the whole time she's okay, I have to go find Master Rona. I felt him. I have to go find Master Rona. I'm okay. Please let me go. Mm-hmm. And you're in Iani's room. Connie has one heck of a he- headache. <laughs> <laughs> And she's she's had this headache this whole week. Mm-hmm. Is your head still hurting? Yeah. That explosion, he did not survive, but he was not found. I didn't see him die. I, I felt our connection break. That could be even worse. I think I'm having a problem with what my feelings are telling me. Versus what I can see with my own eyes. The masters say to trust your feelings. Feelings are just as much a part of reality as what you can see with your eyes. Is there something you've been seeing that is not really there? I saw a body outside of the atrium. Where? In in space? Yeah. Uh, did you get a close look? No. It was near this um, this hyperspace ring, at least a hundred meters out, and <laughs> and she kind of laughs and she rips, rubs her face and she's like, and I don't know if I saw it, I don't know if I felt it, I don't know if I've just made it up after, but maybe it was a star weird, which is this mythological creature that probably doesn't exist, but. For some reason, I think I saw one of those. I have not heard of those. Yeah, it's a spacer legend. It's not real, and yet I feel like it is. Perhaps you should go seek it out. Well, there was one more thing. On the- when we were outside, I could- I could hear Master Rona playing a song, but I know I couldn't have, because the instrument is under my bunk, and he's gone. There are stories. It, as far as I know, has not happened in an age. But there are stories of Jedi becoming one with the Force. Perhaps Master Rona found a way. Gosh, what are Connie's feelings telling her about that? Because <laughs> the brain is like, that's dumb. <laughs> Just like the brain was like, that's dumb about um, the Star Weirds. <laughs> But mm-hmm. the feelings were like, no, it totally, totally exists. I don't think the Force Die is going to tell me that. Is this something you would like to investigate? I may be able to help. Even if there was a body out there, it would take a lot of searching to find it. If it was a star weird, I don't think it could be found unless it wanted to be. So it would be something that would require help to investigate. The Force may also guide you along your path. It, uh, it may help you. That's what it's supposed to do. Would you like to go to the atrium? We can meditate. I believe Master Chica is there right now. Yes. The two of you head to the atrium, which is now dimly lit. The large tree is in the center, and underneath the tree is a little old Lanik with his long beard and little tiny ponytail. Big pointy ears. He is 
sitting there cross-legged, meditating as his uh, droid entertains itself in the corner. Iani takes a spot, maybe five feet away from him, sort of facing inward towards him, and offers you the cushion that would make a triangle of the three of you. Yeah, Connie takes it, but she feels like it's less like a triangle and more of like a Y. (laughs) Mm -hmm. With two points to one. I'd say the meditation either just goes by or she meditates on something. What do you think she does? She meditates on what it means to feel something versus see something. Does she come out of the meditation with a conclusion? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) When the three of you end your meditation session, Iani says... um, If you need to do research, please let me know. I can get you more access than you currently have. If you need a vessel to search, let me know. Whatever you need, just let me know. I think I would like to search. Information or physical search? Physical search. Okay. Information, she could just go down a rabbit hole again. (laughs) Yeah, she could. (laughs) So if you're looking for a, a way to search, Iani leads you to the north end of the Grand Orbital Observatory, the place you accidentally went this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and there are three or four ships and a big open sort of hangar bay door with the glowy blue field across it. There is a small clone ship and there are a couple clones walking around talking to each other. And the one that Yanni is leading you towards is a Sky Sprite. Mm-hmm. A arrow-shaped ship in gray and red. I'm afraid I don't have a spare astromech at the moment, but I believe Master Rono taught you to fly. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And, you know, not going anywhere but around here, so don't really need a droid to input coordinates. It is uh, yours for the afternoon. We do want it back tonight, and we will see you when you return. Thank you, Master Yoni. And, uh... You're welcome. Very formal. Mm-hmm. Just to show the depth of her, uh... Of how much she knows that Master is doing for her. Mm-hmm. Basically. You're welcome. Night, Connie. Yeah. Still and not she... used to that. <laughs> <laughs> Turns and leaves. One hand of Connie's is where mm-hmm. her Padawan braid should be and is mm-hmm. not. And she's yeah. just like... Yep. The night now. That's weird. And I get inside the starship. So you hop inside the Sky Sprite, and it is pretty familiar to you. Um, You've trained on these before. Mm -hmm. You flip all the right toggles, and let's do a piloting space check. Okay, so that is an agility, which I have three in and one right. I'm going to give you a boost because you've trained on these before. Cool. We're going to give you a setback because you did say it's been a while. Yep. They don't exactly let, you know, concussed people. Or Padawans. <laughs> or Padawans. Their masters typically fly while they do the droid stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that looks like a good roll to me. Okay. But just for fun, flip one of those dark side points. Okay. get an extra green, or extra yellow. So we're at one and one now, right? Yep. That's okay. what I have down, but apparently I miss when you spend points, so... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
It's a lot of success. That's four successes and three advantages. Okay, so it all comes back to you quickly. You flip all the right switches and push all the right levers. I'm a great pilot. The, mm-hmm. the sky sprite hovers in the landing bay and pushes through the uh, shimmering blue force field into the blackness of space. Little pinpricks of light uh, dot the sky around you. You're at a place now that you can see the arm of the galaxy that you're in spanning over your head, and you spot that hyperspace ring uh, off in the distance, and that's where you head. After a moment, for mm-hmm. a moment, yeah. Um, Connie is just sort of guiding the stars, the um, starship through, just through leaps and loops, and um, just around different items. Sort mm-hmm. of just getting a hand for the controls again. Mm-hmm. And then she goes for it. <laughs> okay. She passes debris, large and small, bits of droids and ships and hunks of metal that are no longer recognizable. Off in the distance behind her, she can see um, one of the cleanup ships doing its work. The white of clone trooper armor glinting in the the bright distant sun as they pick up pieces and put them in a large hauler. And she makes her way to the hyperspace ring. There doesn't seem to be anything around it. Not even any other debris. It's just alone and in an empty pocket. Well, this seems like a great time to use sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of all out here by myself. I don't really have anyone to talk to except for myself. I don't even have a droid. So. Do you have two white dice by any chance? I do have two white dice. You should roll both of them. Both of them? Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. That could be a lot of dark side. I got two like I got two light side pips and one dark side. You feel that balance in the force that you're so used to. The light side bright and there, uh, overwhelming, and the dark side underneath it all. That current that's so easy to tap into. In that large pool of of light side energy that you feel all around you, you do feel a presence. I feel a presence in in the light side or in the dark side? In the light side. I sort of I sort of lean towards that presence. Mm-hmm. I search for it. As you begin to search, um, you notice a familiarity. It almost it doesn't feel like your master, but it also does feel like your master. It's different, but it seems like it, it might be him. But you know that that can't be right. I I reach out towards it with my feelings that I'm like, master? I'm going to flip my dark side point over. One of the, the buttons on your console sort of clicks itself, and some audio comes through. It sounds like that song again. The humming, the instrument. Can I pick it? Can I hear it better this time? You can. It's more clear. It still has that crackle like it's from a a faraway place, but it is more clear, and it does sound like your master. She kind of just sort of, like, sighs, and she's, is this the only way you can speak to me? The audio doesn't really change. It just keeps going. The hum and the 
plucking of the strings. Can hum along, know the song. Outside the ship, it's just darkness with the galaxy above, and that ring floats by your your vision. Is that ring functioning, or is it like totally beat up? It looks like it might be able to function. It looks like there's two light side points. <laughs> that ring functions. Mm-hmm. There's a little blinking light on the side of it. It is currently red, but you know that that just means it's disconnected from anything. She sort of leans back in her um in her pilot seat, and she just sort of stares at the galaxy beyond and the hyperspace ring, and she listens to the music, and she's just like, before the war, you would just just picked me to be your padawan and you took me to this planet and she kind of she tries for a moment and she's like I can't remember what it was called we stayed there for a whole week as you just taught me the taught me about the, the animals on it and just sort of schooled me <laughs> in the living force and it took a couple of days to get there, too. There's so much time spent in hyperspace. I got shot by those little training droids so many times because you didn't think my lightsaber skills were up to scratch. And she kind of eyes that hyperspace ring again. And she's just sort of like, maybe if I could remember what the name of that planet was, I could go there again. You think back to your room and the Padawan braid beads that are hanging over your bed and your master's instrument. And do you remember what planet that instrument was from? Nope. (laughs) Do you think she would? I think I should roll for that. Okay. Because she would, but she also has memory problems. Yeah. Let's do... It's not Core Worlds, and it's not Outer Rim, it's Mid-Rim. <laughs> okay, so I think it's going to be an Outer Rim check. I think it'll be a boost because for... Of the music. Because of the music. I think it'll be another boost because you did spend a whole week there. A whole week. But I think your current state will give it a setback die. I'm satisfied with this roll. Okay. That is one success and three advantages. You look out into the vast blackness, the arm of the galaxy extending above you, and you see it. It sort of glints um, in a different way than many of the other stars. It's like it's, it's like you're supposed to see it, and you remember that this planet is called Dressel, home of the Dresselians. Dressel. Yep, and you remember the. The big birds, they're like big emu birds that live there called Celseli birds. And the uh, nomadic people that you spent a week with, the their, their love of music and performance and their connection to their planet. And with three advantages, it would be fairly easy for you to plot a course, even without an astromech droid. Oh man, she feels that so bad. <laughs> I want, I want to go. But can I go? Should I go? How is Dressel even faring in the war? If I go, would I show up to see a bunch of battle droids? And this isn't my ship. 
Do you want to know how they're faring in the war? Yes. Okay. Let's do let's do the same check. Uh, that's two successes. So the war has not reached Dressel, <laughs> but there's a a virus on the planet that has been wreaking havoc. But scientists from Coruscant have been sent there to help, and it only affects those people. But it is on the recovery. I think I need. This isn't a spur of the moment thing. Gonna roll. Okay. <laughs> Wait, no. There's way more dark side pips on this than there are light sides. So that would two. be an uneven. Okay. That doesn't really help. <laughs> it doesn't really help, but I feel okay, like. What if you rolled? Uh, roll like a green and a purple. Roll a green and a purple. Yeah, and then you have even odds of a positive and a negative result. All right. Whether or not she goes. Success she goes or failure she goes? How about this? We're going to roll a discipline check. Okay. Um, and the difficulty is going to be average, so it's going to be two purples. So it's still it's two a 50-50. Yeah, so still sort of a 50-50 chance of whether she leaves or not. If she succeeds in the discipline check, I think she would probably stay. Yeah, that's uh, a good... If she fails, the, fails yeah. the discipline. I think her hearing this music and clearly seeing that location in the sky is going to add uh, at least one setback to this discipline check. Oh, yeah, because there's so much temptation here. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Um... A boost die for how nice Master Yoni has been and how helpful. Uh -huh. okay. A setback for all the memories tied to Coruscant. Ooh, and those are bad memories. Yeah. A boost for her master teaching her restraint mm -hmm. <laughs> and patience and thinking things through before doing them. We just keep making this 50-50. <laughs> yeah. Uh a setback for your master ignoring those things that he taught you in his last hour. Okay, you Do win. you have this many setbacks? <laughs> yeah, no, I have four setback decks. You okay. win. You win. <laughs> so this is a big roll. Okay. One, two, three, four, five threats versus four advantages. And two failures versus one success. So that's a failure and a and threat. The what does Connie do? Connie starts going towards that hyperspace ring. Mm -hmm. It's active. It's ready to be attached to the ship. Yeah, Connie attaches it to the ship. Mm -hmm. A different part of the console lights up as the hyperdrive is enabled. And you've got the charts and astrogation system in front of you. I'm really interested to know what that threat is. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. And she plots the course. And she glances back at the Grand Orbital Station. And then around, just in case there's a star weird somewhere. <laughs> there is not. Back in the Orbital Station, it's almost impossible to see. It's, it's so... it's uh, A person would be um, pretty small. But you think you see someone in the atrium watching you. I mean, we both know that the atrium is pointed directly at this spot. <laughs> mm hmm Yeah. And... 
Connie hits the go button because she failed in her discipline check. <laughs> and the stars change from pinpricks to streaks as hyperspace opens up around Connie and her sky sprite. And the streaks turn into whirls, and the whirls turn into the blue tunnel of, of hyperspace as she makes her way to Dressel. She's going to be so hungry when she gets there because she has no food with her. <laughs> there might be something in this ship. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Cool. Thank you for playing. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Was it fun? Good. Yeah. No, and it, it was... Um, it leaned more towards that mysticism with the force stuff that I really enjoy. That's the stuff I love. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Coruscant Nights. Thanks to Erica for joining us for these episodes. You can hear Erica on Dice for Brains and not another tavern. Our music is by Mark Eberhardt. You can find us on social media at Coruscant Night on Twitter, or you can email us at CoruscantNightsPod at gmail.com. Love the podcast and want to show your support? You can leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher. You can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash Nights, or you can visit us on Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash Nights. And don't forget about our new program, Donate for Destiny. Through Donate for Destiny, every donation you make to Child's Play will directly influence the Destiny pool in our episodes. For more details and to learn how to donate, visit CoruscantKnights.com slash destiny.